0: Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Training Room Talk. I'm Dr. John Herding. I'm here with Dr. Ray Clark. Hey, how's everyone doing today? Um, Dr. we was trying to get him worked out. He just gave you guys the salute. And I'm um, here. We have a special guest today, uh, Jordan Wissinger. He's uh, newly graduated with his athletic training license. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, but the re- we're excited to have Jordan on because he um, has been a patient of many times. And he is a high-level Olympic weightlifter who has competed at junior both Junior Worlds and Worlds. Uh, yeah. Yep. Both junior and senior. Yep. For the United States and done well at each. And now hopefully he is on his way to an Olympic team. Um, we are, we are keeping our fingers crossed and we know he's training hard to do that. Um, and with that being said, um, we just want to find out from you, Jordan, how you were able to manage, um, training at this high level, um, while working through undergrad towards your degree, because especially athletic training, like you don't only have the coursework that you need to complete you have the extra time of like your clinical rotations where you're in either a high school setting or a college setting, um, treating athletes. So that's an extra, um, strain and burden on you as you're working through school. So how are you able to manage? Um, first of all, if there's any other introduction you want to make, if I missed anything, cause, um, you're a superb athlete, a stellar human being all of the above. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, really guys, that's what we're going to focus on today. We want to know how Jordan, was able to train at a high level because obviously he's a committed individual because he's now already started his master's level program in athletic training. Um, but Jordan, how were you feel free to make any other introductions, but how are you able to manage, um, being able to train at a high level while, um, going through school with a full course load?
1: Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that introduction. Pretty much all you said was correct there. Um, yeah, so uh, going through school, it was an undergraduate, so it's not like it was quite to the level of like a, a graduate degree. You know, It tends to be a little bit more intense, um, but like you said, I, I was trying to train uh, to stay on Team USA, Teams International uh, level teams, uh, while taking the course load of an undergraduate um, athletic training course. So going along with that is not only just a full-time uh, 16-plus credit schoolwork, but it also does go along... With, with two to three hundred plus uh, internship hours each semester. Um, I'm in the athletic training room down at the fields doing all that stuff. If anyone is familiar with athletic training who listens to this, probably most of your uh, listeners probably would be. As This is a, a physical therapy type uh, podcast. Uh, they kind of understand. So um, how I did it, it's a bit of a loaded question and story. Um, I, I, We had, I came from a D3 school, so with the athletic training degree, it wasn't so much like if you were at a D1 college or university, there'd be a ton of courses that you could pick and choose the hourlies or the hours from. So I was basically given uh, certain times I had to go to classes and I didn't have any say in them, as well as a lot of times, especially when I got to my junior and senior year in athletic training, um, I didn't really have much of a say in my uh, internship hours when I needed to go there. Uh, thankfully, this past semester, uh, my preceptor was very generous in um, allowing me to to be more open with my hours and when I can come do them. Um, with that being said, uh, I I would get up, I'd go to class. Uh, I never got up late or anything. I never um, went to any parties. In fact, I graduated with my undergrad, never going to one party in college. Um, so everything basically... I didn't have much of a social life um, as most athletes who are committed to their athletics and uh, academics don't have much of a social life. Um, so, you know, I'd go to school and then I can remember as a sophomore in, in college, uh, I'd go to class, I'd get done at ten fifteen, and I'd go to the gym from ten thirty to about 12 and I'd drive back and go to my uh, 1 PM class. Uh, and then I go to my, my internship from, 2 p.m. until about 5 or 6 p.m. I get home. I do schoolwork until about 8 or 9, and then I go to bed. Um, It wasn't like that every single night, uh, but that's kind of how my schedule lasted. I was lucky enough that in the fall and in the spring of my senior year, which I just finished up, um, I was able to work out more often actually at my school. We got some bumper plates, and, and I actually ended up buying um, a cheaper Olympic barbell that I could bring with me so that cut down on a lot of time that I needed to drive and spend away from school uh, especially in the spring semester I, I stayed at my school for the internship with our baseball team um, so the weight room was all of <laughs> like 30 steps away from the athletic training room so I was able just to go and get my barbell uh, get my lifting in and um, you know i to be very concentrated and focused on it I, I didn't have much time to play around in the weight room or even in school i get done with my class at 10:30, go straight to the weight room get that done uh go have a 15 minutes to eat lunch and then go to internship from about 1 p.m until about 6 7 8 p.m depending on if we had just practice or a game um kind of a lot to say right there in one shot um maybe if we can
0: No, that that's out. awesome. So I think there's, there's a, a couple of things in there where there's obviously a commitment to both academics and high level performance and yeah. then structure. Like you're able to find structure in your day and, and maybe not having a choice in classes and everything kind of gave you that structure and allowed you to figure out the times where, Hey, I can make a regular training schedule at this time during the day.
1: Definitely. I, I loved actually the, the fact where um, my classes were scheduled me and I didn't have much of a pick that actually did help me in trying to decide um, when I needed to go train if I had to do it before class in between classes after class after my internship um, all that in between that actually not having much of a choice in my classes and I think in my opinion actually made it a little easier on me to schedule when I had to go train and, and then it also forced me to be more focused on my training as well when I was training I couldn't just play around and kind of take it easy or anything. I had to be diligent Um, You know, set timers in between sets, which sometimes is is really helpful. But in my case, it it wasn't more so for the training purpose, but it was to make sure I had enough time to get to everything in my program uh, before I had to go back to whatever form of academics I was doing afterwards.
0: And and to train at that level, is a typical session two hours, or were you having to condense it at all to, to make sure it fit into your schedule?
1: Yeah, most of them range from an hour and a half to two hours. I'd say more than likely it's around that hour and 45 to two hour mark. Um, some of them I had to condense a little bit. Um, sometimes I only had about an hour and 15, depending on if class either went late, which was not often, but sometimes I stayed after to talk to my professors and other students about topics in the class. Um, I would have about an hour and 15 minutes to train. And then after I was done eating lunch and doing my internship, it'd be like 6 p.m. And I may have to go back to the gym and do some accessory work or some squats or something to finish out the training session for the day.
0: Well, if, if you're okay with us getting more into like the training a little bit, um, that brings up another question. Um, so sometimes if you didn't get, if you did have to stay late to ask questions, um, you would just have to split it into possibly two training sessions for that day just to make sure you got your work in. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, so then did that how ha- does that help you um, refine your training a little bit? Like we just talked about how cutting a warm-up front, like some people can jump right into it, warm up for three minutes and go. Others, we seem like in the clinic, we'll see people, they're like, the warm up for 40 minutes before they even get into the training and we're always like your warm up you know your warm up should not take 40 minutes and maybe that's a another topic for a show but um did you have to be more diligent in making sure what you're doing in your training um really mattered instead of just doing things that you liked like refining down to okay this is what i need to do to hit my goals for the day or my goals in my training block um i don't have time to do ancillary bs work that doesn't have meaning in my program
1: oh for sure i mean If anyone is listening to this podcast who really knows me and how much I warm up, especially my coach, he thinks I warm up way too much. It takes me like 20-plus minutes to warm up. Um, So because of that, especially this past semester when I would be able to work out um, at my own school, um, and I was time-constrained I did have to take some about the warm up and, and decide what's the most important part of this. And since coming to you guys for my physical therapy, I was able to add some things in there and, and take other things out that I realized really weren't that important in my warm up and my, my physical therapy that I was doing. Um, some of the warm up stuff I would do, I was doing as I was not only. I wouldn't even call it like uh, my stretching routine beforehand, but I would add some of that stuff while I was actually warming up in my sport with the barbell because I'm the Olympic weightlifting. Um, so I ended up doing some of my warm ups and stretching and whatever I do to get ready to, to train for the day, as I was actually taking some some lighter lifts in with the barbell. Um, and then as I was get done, if I was doing back squats, maybe I had a few sets left or some form of pull. I also had accessory work I had to do. I would start to intertwine those together and, and more so superset them than just make it just a single movement or exercise it alone by itself. I then had to add that in. Um, I wouldn't say I was like, I don't want to make this come across that I was super rushed or anything, but it just, it makes you realize what's important in your training session and what you need to get in and how you need to get it done more so than anything else and ways that you can go about doing it and still making it an effective training session.
0: Uh, Jordan, one of the things we talked about on prior podcasts is like you know special uh, specialization, new sports, and all that. When did you uh, you know like going back to the beginning? When did you know weightlifting was for you? When did it all click? So
1: that's also a bit of a story. I'll make it short. Um, I did a lot of different sports when I was a youth in elementary, um, and in the whole time, I think this is a very important, just in my opinion, um, topic is having youth and very young uh, kids participate in some form of gymnastics just to, so the way they learn how to move their body around. So my mom put me in that for many years and actually it was just for recreational use. Um, But my gymnastics coach when I was 13 or 14 had, had workouts in uh, on Friday nights that were more kind of CrossFit related and weightlifting. So he actually is the one who introduced me to the barbell and kind of CrossFit I kind of fell in love with the CrossFit era, um, as well as starting to strength train when I was like 14, 15 years old. Um, I got into wrestling, and then throughout that whole time, I really got into the strength training, um, and I did a lot of weightlifting, a lot of CrossFit. Even at my own high school, we had a really good weight room, bumpers, rowers, um, kettlebells, all kinds of, we had probably like 20 squat racks that were really nice racks. We had a, a big weight room. It was very nice to have. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually wasn't even a big high school, a uh, garden spot in uh, Lancaster County, Eastern Lancaster County School District. Um, I think since then that they've even ramped it up a bit, made it even nicer. But I had that opportunity that I, I was able to take a gym class where I could pick what I wanted to do. So a lot of it was CrossFit related. Some days I even made my own like weightlifting program where I would get into that. Um, I went to CrossFit gyms and I just found that I loved lifting the barbell a lot more than actually doing the uh, more aerobically challenging um workouts. Uh so at one point I just thought, well, I want to get my back squat up. I want to get my lifts up if I have any chance of competing in CrossFit. You know, I weighed 155 pounds at the time, being 18 years old. And now I'm basically the same weight again, but I thought I needed to gain weight. So I'll just do it by lifting more weights. And that was around uh, the end of 2015. I was a freshman in college. Um very, very end of twenty sixteen, like I think it was like New Year's Eve, I went up to garage strength and met Dane Miller, my coach now. And uh, basically, that's when I transitioned over to weightlifting. I wasn't super good at it for a year. I eventually got to the point where I made the um, Junior Pan Am and the Junior World Team a a year later. Um, And then uh, another year later after that, I made the Senior World Team. So I just kind of fell in love with it. I always was big into some form of strength training and lifting. Um, I was always big into movement. I thought ever since I was uh, a junior in high school that I wanted to do physical therapy. It's kind of changed a little bit. I may end up doing that later in my life, but, um, I mean, now I'm in my master's for sports science and rehabilitation, so pretty closely related topic.
0: Yeah. Awesome stuff, man. Uh, what about, so, I mean, you've competed internationally. I mean, what have you seen like overseas, like in terms of like, I've heard, you know, like Russians don't pick up the barbell until they're like 18 and, you know, have you seen like just different like training methods across, you know, the board with, you know, different athletes or.
1: Oh man. yeah, every, every country is different. Um, the Chinese, they're big. they uh, I don't want to say anything incorrect, but from what I've heard and, and seen a little bit, I know that they really have kind of like a state-sponsored program where they pull kids who look, if they have about the right physical attributes for weightlifting, they test them out a little bit. If they do well, they'll keep them in the program. They'll pull them um, and put them in like a school meant for their sport that they're doing um Russia I don't want to say is quite the same way um but they also get in I wouldn't necessarily say 18 but um I've seen them pretty young um they definitely are pretty decent in the youth and junior as well especially when they get to around the age of like 14 and 15 you'll see them especially the Chinese they're really good just ever from a very young age um that's about what I've seen I, I don't want to speak too much more on how young the other countries start to lift um as I, i'm not super familiar on that but that's kind of what i've seen
0: i've heard about that with the chinese where if they see someone with the right anthropometric measurements mm-hmm. like limb length is like where it should be and torso length is where it should be like they'll they'll kind of get the like drive those yeah. kids toward that specific sport and, and see if they develop or not
1: and there's even a senior chinese lifter right now who um the, I don't want to say that he's setting the world on fire because he's really not. I don't really think many people know him in the weightlifting world. Um, but he kind of came out of, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but how his body is shaped is not one that people normally see out of a Chinese lifter. He's a bit bigger. His, uh, he has longer uh, limbs um, from what we normally see out of Chinese lifters. So he's taking a little bit of a notice from other countries and other people, especially people who like to follow weightlifters um, internationally too. Um, he's kind of taken some attention at, because, for that reason, that you don't often see
0: a Chinese lifter who has longer limbs.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah but Ray, I've heard the same thing where they'll get lifters, um, and this is important to think about. And I think you made a good point, Jordan, with the gymnastics first. I think gymnastics is huge in just understanding your body and physical development at an early age. And and there's there's all kinds of motor stuff that's happening. There's strength building. There's Um, all kinds of stuff that can set you up initially, um, for, for, um, future, um, participation in sport and excelling at sports in general. And we do see in the weightlifting world, I think we see a lot of cheerleaders and gymnasts and and females, they transition very well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Um, so I think it's, it just speaks to the ascent that you've had so quickly achieving the levels you have because you set, um, good mobility, good stability, and then good strength on top of that. And then when you add a barbell into it, like that just, that just helps.
1: Yeah. It's a never ending yeah. cycle,
0: but oh, yeah, yeah you try to you try to get the good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nick, Nick, who's still, we, we can't hear him, but we see him. Um, he's asking the question, um, how important is training environment, um, versus, you know, you found Dane and Dane has built a huge, a great program, um, and weightlifters and throwers. Right. Yeah, correct. And, and Dane's kind of known for, um, developing strong athletes. And I said, I think he sets, um, he has expectations in his gym about the level of work you're going to put in when you step in the doors. Right. Oh, correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so to the, the training environment, um,
1: uh, Nick asked there about the OTC and the garage strengths and how that can lead to the, the success and
0: progress um, so That OTC Olympic training center. Yeah, yeah, correct
1: So so just a real quick background on that we used to have an Olympic training center um, for weightlifting We now don't I think they are starting to work on that to try and get just a, a Nationally recognized like one specific training center as of now. They don't quite have that but to go along with that point uh, Yeah, the training environment is huge um, some people feed off of that very well. Some people, you know, it just helps them a little bit, but they really could care less. Um, but to have the environment where you're filled with other high elite athletes, whether it be your sport or not. Um, and I say that, and I'll use an example, that uh, sometimes I love to go down to Garage Strength in the early afternoons on Sundays to train. Um, as we tend to have a lot of the more higher class elite level throwers training, not their throwing training, but Dane does a lot of Olympic lifting with them as well. And that's when they'll come into the gym and do their Olympic lifting session. Um, And they're all in their mid to later 20s or so. That's kind of the common age with them. So they all have that mindset of we're here to make it to the next level international training, um, throwing, um, and possibly Olympics with them. So uh, it's a great environment for me to be there. That's, that's the level. The other part is um, we have a lot of youth and junior weightlifters is where most of our team is. So I am a little older than most of them. Um, I do still love to train with them on, on uh, uh periodical type sessions. So the other day I went at, and they tend to train around four or 5. PM. Um, so I went the other day there to train. I like training in front of them. Um, it's, it's a good environment. Um But with that being said, I myself am a little different. I actually like to train by myself if I can. I'll put earbuds in or some music on a loudspeaker. And I actually like to train by myself. Um, However, when you train by yourself, if I'm not at the gym and Dane's not there, I don't really have the coach's eye on me. So I take a lot of videos and I can do my own video analysis for myself and send it to Dane and he can get back to me with what he's thinking. But it is really important to have your coach there on site, one-on-one, and maybe not even just one-on-one, but they're present at the same time that you're training. Um, But, you know, everyone's different with that training environment. For some people, it's huge. It is very helpful to go at least every so often. Um, And other times, I personally am a fan of training alone but that's just me it's some I'm a little weird sometimes
0: but but I think that speaks to everybody has to kind of find what works for them and and there's some days where you might have to go hit some numbers that are reaching toward max percentages and you like being in that environment with loud music and other days where you're kind of working on technique maybe that that you have to come into yourself a little bit more and it's um if you don't need a coach's eye on you necessarily like it's just fun to kind of just find yourself in the training I'm sure
1: yeah definitely Uh, I will make a little point to this too. Um, especially a few years ago and, and every once in a while now, I still like to go to different gyms. Um, it may sound slightly cocky of myself, but I do know it'd be, it'd be, I'd like to try and stay humble, but I do know deep down that I am pretty decent at weightlifting. That's why I'm on a senior team. At least as of now, I'm still ranked on a senior team. Um, but you know, I like to go to other gyms sometimes and deep down in your head, you're like, all right, I get to show these people who don't really see me or anything what I've got. And, you know, it, it does raise your confidence knowing that you are kind of better. Um, then, I don't want to say you're better than most of the nation, but like you're, you're good. You're, I'm a good lifter and I don't want to sound cocky, but I mean,
0: oh, that's awesome. It, it is, but it's
1: good to be in front of those people who you generally wouldn't and you can kind of show off and you kind of need that. It, it builds your confidence. It kind of gives you a little swagger, I like that combination. I lift really well when I have, like, a, I have a term for it. I won't say it here because it's kind of inappropriate. But yeah. um, but swagger and confidence combined is when I train and perform exceedingly well. So it's good when I go to different places and I get that experience in.
0: Yeah, is that, uh, do, I mean, is that kind of what makes you tick? Like, I mean, you become an elite athlete like you are. I mean, what keeps that drive alive? I mean, what, what has done it for you?
1: Well, for me, it's, it's very helpful that, um, I have, a, a wait, how, how far out
0: will this podcast be published? Probably next week.
1: Okay. Hopefully my girlfriend doesn't hear this until then, because we're going to California in a week from tomorrow. When do
0: you want us to post it, Jordan? <laughs> um,
1: maybe Saturday next week, <laughs> which is the end of the week, uh, as, as I will be proposing then. So, um, oh, congrats, man. That's oh, awesome. So, um, congrats. Um, maybe you heard it here first guys Um, (laughs) maybe the first one on training room
0: talk um
1: but yeah so she's a huge we could have like
0: a follow-up episode to this while we could record the proposal
1: oh we could it is going to get on video i have it all set
0: up to do and everything Uh,
1: congrats man that's awesome so um she's definitely one of the huge reasons why actually if anyone ever noticed i do have video um of my uh, uh competition whether it be in las vegas from a few months ago um uh, and uh, Guatemala from a few weeks ago when I went to Pan Ams. I looked down at my wrists, if anyone ever notices that. I actually have a picture of me and my girlfriend on my wrist wraps. Um, I had a custom uh, impl- uh, So on. awesome. I hope my so- wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so she, she's honestly one of the main reasons why I continue this. She's been so supportive. She really wants to support me in my hopes of uh, Olympics. Her parents have been super supportive. My parents have been incredibly supportive. But it's all in, in the hope that um, – I can, I don't necessarily want to say like make other people proud because it is also very internal and I want to see what the best I personally can do. But making teams and potentially Olympics is a huge uh, door that would, or it'll open a huge door for me, many opportunities. Um, And potentially, you know, starting a family with her and getting married, uh, she's a huge influence on on why I continue doing this in the level I am. I actually just had a poster made. Um, that I made a, a recently a small little basement gym where I can do some morning sessions. And, and it's a basically a collage of photos of us. And it just says on there, remember why you were here. And it's just a photo of me and her. So when I don't want to so train awesome. at 7 in the morning, yeah. I can look at that photo right in front of me and be like, all right, you're here for a reason. And I can look down at my wrists every single time before I go take an attempt. Oftentimes my music I'm listening to before I take a clean and jerk is not rap music or anything it's basically like speechless from dan and Shay, which is basically oh, a wedding song man. yes when i look at the photo, Nick's hands regrets. are going way up in the air so she's the reason why i keep doing
0: this so i think thank you for like allowing into the us into that world that yeah. was very personal um but i you spoke to a lot in there like going back to going to maybe a local competition if you just need a comp like a kind of confidence boost right, right like definitely. Like sometimes that speaks to cycles of everybody has these dips in training, right? Where you don't want to wake up at seven in the morning and you need to find that driving force or, you know, maybe you're, you're changing technique or your central nervous system is just rocked because of stress and lack of sleep and you're not hitting numbers that you should and you need to hit a competition for a confidence boost or you need that poster to find that, um, the reason why, right? But it Mm -hmm. sounds like you found a reason why, like you have some personal reasons and then you have some outside reasons that you want to make sure you can support the people around you that you care about. So, um, you know, we just have to understand that, um, people can't always get down on themselves if they're not hitting the numbers they're supposed to in a training session. It might just, for a variety of reasons, it just might not be your day, right? Or there's these driving forces that drive you to wake up at Five thirty in the morning, so you can get a good training session in at seven. So you're you're primed and ready to go. Like um, just helping people understand that not every day is going to be your hundred percent day, but that doesn't mean that you need to get out down on yourself. It just needs you just putting in the time that day is the consistency that's going to get you to where you want to be.
1: Exactly, and there's going to be days where you really don't want to train. Like you said, you're beaten down. Maybe your nervous system isn't quite there to train. You don't want to get up super early in the morning and go do what you need to do. Uh, But it's, it's really important, like you said, to have that type of uh, stimulus behind why you're training, why you're doing what you're doing behind the backing. The main reason is, is me and my girlfriend and the potential for a family and me to support people. Um, Another big thing that's a motivator is like we have a kid at our gym who has I I don't want to get too deep in him, uh, but he has, he has cancer. And you know, it's, it's a hard fought bottle uh, battle with him right now. And he'll be on there at the gym at Fridays and, you know, I'll, I'll go in Fridays to lift and I'll see him. I'm like, all right, you literally cannot complain about anything today. And you have the privilege to be able to lift weights. If you can lift a weight right now and, you know, you may have a little nagging issues physically or something like that. But you think, oh, my knee hurts or something. I can't lift well. Oh, I don't feel quite good. And you see someone in front of you who's battling with cancer and is coming in. He doesn't complain about anything. He still lifts what he can, not complaining. Your whole mindset changes. Like, all right, you know, get it together. You, if you, I have the ability to lift weights, I'm going to lift it to the best of my ability. I did. I, it, uh, you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you owe it to other people who,
0: who really can't, who would
1: love to, to be able to, if you have the ability to.
0: Mindset's everything, man. And and you're right. Like, I yeah, Yeah. it's powerful. Very powerful. So awesome. Um, you know, and and that mindset's everything, find find the reason that you train. Like it's always like being consistent is everything. Um Yeah, man. So awesome. Cool. On that, should we end should we end the episode on that? Yeah, we can go for it. Breaking news. By the time you hear this, Jordan will hopefully well, be an engaged man. We we
1: talked about it ever since we were like three months in. All right. And, and cool. all she does is Watch, say
0: yes to the dress, and makes me watch it with her. So, your so you're from certain the certain will be, will be good. Congrats, man! That's awesome. Um, thank you, Jordan. Um, we're gonna do uh, another episode, too, guys. So, um, and then maybe we'll do a follow up after the engage oh, engagement happens. Great. Um, but thanks again for listening to Training Room Talk, guys. Jordan, do you want to share um some of this stuff Jordan mentioned about where he trains? Um, and you, you guys will see um. Like He has a great home gym that he set himself up with. Jordan, do you want to share any of your like social media information, your Instagram? You're pretty active.
1: Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Jordan underscore Wissinger. My last name's a little weird. It's uh, W-I-S-S-I-N-G-E-R, all of its lowercase. That'd be the best way to find me. I tend to post a lot on my stories right now, not so much on my actual Instagram feed. Um, you can find my girlfriend. I think she just changed it. It's Michaela O'Connell. Um, Cause she's doing
0: nutrition stuff. Yeah, coaching, she, right? So we
1: just actually started a business kind of a little strength training and nutrition type stuff um, more. So I'm kind of piggybacking with strength training um, to her nutrition, but uh, she's certified to do all nutrition. I think it's uh, we started a business called uh, MJW dash LLC that has its own Instagram. We just launched that a few days ago. Same thing for the website. It's MJW uh, slash coaching.com. So, Anyone wants to check that out? Yeah, so be nice, yeah, maybe. so
0: if you guys are looking for, um, are you doing general weightlifting training or are you branching out like just um, programming? Uh, as that? of
1: now, it's more so just kind of like general bodybuilding, some weightlifting. If you want to get into it, I'm not going to be a coach, so if you need an actual coach for events, I would not necessarily be the person to go to, but definitely check it out. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We have all of our information on there. Um, she's really good with nutrition. She does my nutrition. So cool. Uh, she's pretty good.
0: So if you're looking for some programming and some nutrition help, Jordan and his uh, fiance will uh, take care of that for you. So reach out to them. Um, and as always, thank you guys for listening to training room talk. Um, if you want to contact us for any topics or shows or um, you want to hear, please reach out to Jay hurting at the training room And we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks.